Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I'm here with Austin, Ed, Rosemary, and Nick. We are here to play Valley of Famine, a Deadlands Reloaded actual play. And uh, yeah, once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I am running the Shindig tonight. This is Austin uh, playing White on Beardslane. I'm Ed, and I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, but people call her Rail and Daisy because she's gone off the rails on a crazy train. My name is Rosemary, and I play ex-deputy Rachel Dane Kennedy, and she's also an ex-hexlinger. I am Nick S. I am playing Haru Matsuhara. then you don't even notice but there's a man sitting next to you uh, at the head of the table yeah Um, he looks like uh, um, a Spaniard of uh, middle-aged you know he's got very fine Spanish features his hair probably used to be uh, a very uh, healthy, glossy black, but now you can see some gray coming through. And uh, he, he, he's sitting there, and he's, he's putting food on his plate, and he looks up at you, and he says in an oddly Arabic accent, <laughs> rather than the Spanish you were expecting, um, Daisy Gilmore. Mr. Car- Cardoba? Osiris Cordova, at your your service, it is uh, a pleasure to meet you. Well, nice to meet you. I, I didn't notice you sit down. I was talking to Rachel over here, so yeah. Yes, and the food is, of course, everyone's main focus. I I prefer not to make grand big entrances. Um, tell me, are you enjoying my little party? This is swell. Yeah, I like the the food's been great. Uh, yeah, been talking to some of the people, and I like these folks. I just have a question: Do I see him too, or is Daisy talking yeah. to air? No, you see him too. Oh, okay. You like you hear Daisy talking. You look. I'm like, oh, this guy's oh, okay. here. I must say, I uh, I've heard a great deal about you. Uh, I am, of course, an admirer of your father's works. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> 
And uh, I understand you're something of an inventor yourself. Yeah, I've have several things that I've worked on. Well, you know, not all my projects work out, but sometimes you scrap the good ideas for one, turn them into something good. That is the nature of the business. Tell me, what what sort of work uh, have you done? Well, my most recent inventions are. Well, it all started with I was working on a ghost rock extractor for my for my my boyfriend back home. And I was also working on ways to try to preserve food. And also, you know, maybe maybe other things. And where is home? Oh, back in the Rogue Valley of Oregon. Oh, yes. I heard that uh, it was quite a rough winter. Yeah, that the food was scarce and just, I don't know, it was just not staying good. But and So I was really working on the problem. But I couldn't fix that problem. But I've learned how to, you know... Fix people, heal people with that. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, I wasn't able to like preserve food or anything like that, but I found like if after a certain time, if someone was hurt, I could heal them and real fast. And I also found ways like I, I couldn't find a way to like really extract gross rock, but I found a way to get like little minuscule things and weave it into thread to, you know, offer more protection out there. Ah, like ghost steel. Kinda, but it's, it's it's a thread. Interesting. Marvelous. I uh, confess a great deal of my time and studies is focused on the past. Um, but in the factory I've built here, I purchase patents from Smith and Robards and Helmstrom when he'll open his, his greedy little hands and offer patents and trinkets. I produce those. They help fund my research. And what exactly is your re- is it that you're researching right now? Well, you'll probably think me a madman, but have you ever heard of the Lemurians? <laughs> I I know the Lemurians. Rachel chokes on her drink. <laughs> you know the Lemurians? Have you been to Shasta? No. Have you been to their? Their continent? Sadly, no. I, uh, I, I know of them only through uh, a strange young man by the name of Frederick Spencer I had the great opportunity to speak with. I met Freddy. I met him right out, right out on the road at Chasta. Did you? Yeah, when he was transcribing words from Bibles of the Tibetan. Yes, he told me all about them. It's, I've made it a goal of mine to to reach out and contact them somehow to find a way to bridge this this gap between us so that we need not communicate through one man alone well they they've taught me i mean that's where i learned how to i learned how to mine the ghost rock and do all that true up on shasta and yeah but i've been back there once and i, I could not find my way back to wherever i was before the they seem like a wondrous people. The things that uh, Mr. Spencer told me of. The things they could do for a society. But they could be abused. That is the key thing. I am seeking a way to reach out, contact them, so that they can provide oversight to our progress. I'm still looking for another way. Right now, they're... Well, <sighs> well the Lemurians have taught me a lot. They're, they're not happy with me. 
use their technology to do some bad things. To hurt people. So you understand yeah. why we need their oversight. Yeah, I took their teachings and I, 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 I used it for, for bad. And that's when, my, that's, that's why I went to heal and protect from their teachings. And I'm trying to show them. Like yes. I've learned. Daisy, I wish to speak to you more of this, but perhaps after the party, in private? Sure, yeah. Excellent. I don't think he calls you Daisy. He's Ms. Gilmore. Okay. He's, he's very proper. Um, if, if you are agreeable, um, I have met a few doubters. No, most everyone doubts it. Yes. But they don't know. Indeed not. They have not spoken to Mr. Spencer. He was most convincing. He uh, let, let me have uh, a manuscript, a copy of his manuscript. Me too. But please, eat, drink, enjoy yourself. We will be having a, a little demonstration. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Johannesburg over here uh, has quite a fascinating device he wishes to demonstrate. Uh, a new kind of armor. Personal armor. I might need to talk to him. <laughs> Perhaps uh, you may be able to collaborate. It's quite interesting. But uh, that'll be after dinner. Loud noises and, and food, they don't mix well. Not for the digestion. Maybe that's why my stomach's always upset. Perhaps. Can I make a notice roll to see if this guy is full of shit? Full of shit? Yeah. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because Alicia is sitting next to you, and she has been engaging you in conversation, keeping you distracted. I don't. Think, I don't know if like she's purposely, but she's definitely like. There's maybe a sense of hero worship, because uh, you definitely strike an imposing figure, and like she definitely saw you the day before with your guns. I mean, Rachel's in this party. She's suspicious of this family. So. Uh, Alicia is, is asking a lot of questions. I mean, how much of that conversation was I able to follow? Probably half of it. Okay. Does she ask, what happened in Oregon, Deputy Kennedy? <laughs> what happened in Oregon? No, um... She's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's here. That would be beautiful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's been white on this entire yep. time. So, you were uh, a law woman. I was a deputy. What was that like? Yeah, I liked it. It was good work. Why are you here, then? Uh, personal reasons. Just felt like it was time for a change. How, how can you tell? Have you ever worked in the law business or soldiered? No. Uh, I'm afraid that Father has little patience for business. He uh, spends most of his time uh, on his studies and leaves leaves it to me to run the day-to-day uh, matters of the business. Your father's a right interesting character. He is. 
It's afforded, he's afforded me a good education, and, well, I command respect in this town, but sometimes I like to get out there and maybe see the world a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, the world's a terrible, wonderful, shitty place. I'm not sure if I should be encouraged or discouraged. Probably a bit of both. (laughs) I still want to see it nonetheless. Does your father have business, you know, up in Oregon? Have you ever been to Oregon or your family? No. Unfortunately, we, um, my, my father came over from, uh, from Egypt. Before I was born, he met my mother somewhere back east. Um, I'm afraid she left us when I was very young, so my father raised me. Um, and my earliest memories are of us traveling out here to Deseret. Your father seems uh, interested in the Lumerians. Yes, that is. She kind of gets this this slightly frustrated look. It's a new obsession of his. I don't understand it. I haven't met many people outside of my friend here who believes in them. He, uh, he met some gentleman by, by the name of Frederick Spencer who went on and on about them. My father was fascinated. I do not wish to be rude, but thought he was perhaps a, a con man. I think... From what Daisy's told me, sounds to me like Mr. Spencer believes just as much in what he's saying as Daisy believes in what he's talking about. Well, perhaps he, he's sold his lie so much he believes it. I don't know. It's unkind of me to say. Um, but there you, there you have it. Rachel kind of shrugs a little bit. Um, I'm curious... Is that the reason why your father invited us tonight? The true reason? Was to speak to Daisy about the Lumerians, perhaps? I was unaware that she knew of the Lumerians. Um, my my father uh, was familiar with Ms. Gilmore's, Ms. Gilmore's father, his works. He attended a few of his, his lectures back east. Oh, I have not had the pleasure of attending any of Daisy's father's lectures. That's an awkward sentence. I wouldn't imagine out in Oregon, given that he's living in Vermont. Yes, I hear Vermont's a lovely place. I've never been. Maybe one day, when you travel the world, you'll be able to see it. I'd like to, but if I if I leave... The business will fall apart. Father can't run it. His his genius built it, but uh, as I said, he's no he's got no no head for business. Balance. That's all Rachel will say. Yeah, and they'll continue. Yeah, and the the night the dinner goes on. Eventually, the the dinner plates are removed. Some desserts are are served. Some some honey cakes and and. What have you? I think there uh, it is even ice cream served. 
fancy. Mm, very fancy. Um, and then what you know, flavor? What? What flavor? A vanilla. Oh, okay. Which is probably super pricey back then, given the modern day price of vanilla beans. Um, but then, uh, yeah, the, the last dishes are cleared, and and Osiris Cordova stands up and esteemed guests, uh, my friends, colleagues, uh, Doctor Johannesburg, whatever I called him. Um, uh, has brought a wonderful device to demonstrate for us tonight, uh, and hopefully I will be able to produce his uh, invention in my factory for the betterment of all mankind. Uh, Dr. Johannesburg... Um, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, would you like to... to Tell everyone about your your invention. Yeah, I would love to. I'm not going to do that. Yes, I would love to. Uh, I have perfected a new kind of body armor. It will revolutionize the uh, industry of war. Uh, it is a device that can withstand the heaviest caliber of small arms fire, as well as even that of the mighty Gat. Uh, it is thick ghost steel boilerplate, but it wears it weighs as much as a feather. And I, I have arranged for a, a demonstration here today. Yes, uh, with your uh, permission, Doctor Cordova, and Osiris Cordova kind of gestures with his hand. Of course, proceed. That's why we're here. And uh, some of the uh, the silent servants. Uh, move forward to an area that had been curtained off, and they they pull it aside, and there's this uh, dummy sitting there, uh, this mannequin, uh, with uh, is just sitting there on the chair, and the uh, the servants, you know, pick up this uh, hefty looking like uh, breastplate, and uh, they they hook it onto the mannequin, they kind of like pull it f- uh, forward. And uh, strap some buckles and stuff on. They manhandle you a bit. Uh, <laughs> you're just like, okay, don't just pretend to be an Anakin. And then they, uh, on the other side of this little stage that's been set up, uh, you see them putting together um, a pretty beefy looking cat like Oh boy. <laughs> Those are accurate. No, those are known for being accurate and not high caliber, so it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited. And and uh, Doctor Johannesburg, bitch. Gets up and, and goes to the gallon guns. Ladies and gentlemen, I will now demonstrate the stopping power of my my invention, the the ghost plate. Yes, let's see. Kind of sights the gallon gun in. Make make a spirit roll. That makes sense. I 
I failed again. One more. <laughs> to get shot. I have to get shot. That's three failures. Mm. I had a D6. No, I think uh, I think at desperate times, <laughs> call for desperate measures. Um, yeah, so Wynon does some mental calculation. I was going to say, if you want, like Rachel could be like, wait, you're telling me that armor plate is going to stand up against a Gatling gun at that range? Yes. I don't believe it. I can move it closer. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds cooler than my ghost thrill. They start say. unbolting the, uh, the Gatling gun from where it's at, and they start scooching it forward. It's more accurate now. Less likely to hit you. In what the are head. you doing? You failed your spirit roll. You do not want to get shot by this thing. Um. Yeah, he's he's done the mental calculations. There's no way this armor plate is going to stop that Gatlinger from murdering him. Like, even if even one bullet misses, that's going to go straight into the rest of his body, and that's enough. Um, so he's starting to hatch a, a plan. Like, okay, um, okay, they haven't fired yet. They're moving I, it closer. They're moving now. it closer. I have a couple of seconds to come up with my plan. All right. Now I've got to consider every element. They've kidnapped me. They've kidnapped me and drugged me, and they were going to use this as an excuse to murder me. That's the plan. That is what I will say. And just as you're thinking, it's like, all right, we're all set back up, and he starts cranking the Gatling gun. The barrel starts spinning. All right, uh, why not tips the chair over, the whole chair over, and just falls and tries to make it look like an accident. Okay. Did you just like ragdoll down? Yeah, he just like ragdolls the whole chair down. Huh. There must have been a tremor in the ground. The rattlers are prone to do that. You're telling me that that gun isn't is going to just balance off that armor? Well, if you would let me demonstrate. That's impossible. I don't believe it. Rachel. They're shooting a dummy. Let him demonstrate. Are you trying to, like, maybe sneak maybe off? prove it to you. I want them to move the gun even close. Um, if, that, if that's in any way a possibility, yes, but I don't think it would be. It sounds like everybody's watching this thing. I don't think he would be able to sneak I, off. I think everyone's, like, gaze keeps shifting because uh, Rachel keeps badgering this guy. Okay. So everyone's gaze is, like, shifting to Rachel, shifting back to him, shifting to Rachel. Um, so why don't you go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Okay. It's going to be at negative two, because it is a little difficult. Negative three, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sure, you get fatigue. Now I'm glad I have that little bit. <laughs> Come on, baby. There you go, six. All right, so that's a simple. Yeah, so you're, you know, badgering this guy, you know, how, how are you telling me it's going to stop it? Right, like, I know guns. Like, I know a Gatling gun. And then everyone, you know, is like, Enough! I will demonstrate if you will be silent, young lady. Great Scott, the mannequins disappeared! And yeah, I was like, what? Huh? And the mannequin is gone. Did you leave the boilerplate behind, or did you, like, go Uh, sneaking off with it on? I don't think he had time. This was, like, people are looking away for a split second. He's getting up and, like, running behind a column and, like, making himself as thin as possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now that was cool. You made that mannequin disappear. I, I did not. Wait, where'd the mannequin go? Yeah, Cordova. What, what kind of uh, prank is this? And Cordova just like kind of arcs an eyebrow in a very Spock-like fashion, and then holds up a hand, and the the bull-masked servant comes walking up and kind of bends an ear to him, and he whispers something, and the servant just nods, and then moves on and like makes a. A single gesture, and uh, a couple of the other jackal-masked servants fall in step behind him. So we're not going to get to see the demonstration? Well, uh, we'll have to locate the mannequin, it seems, as well as the boilerplate. Very odd. Well, uh, drinks, please, everyone. Um, Cordova gestures, and a couple of other jackal-masked servants come walking and serve some more drinks around. They serve some harder liquors. Whiskey. Perhaps we uh, we can retire to uh, the lounge, or the salon, um, until such time as the boilerplate and mm, the mannequin is located. You don't have a spare set on you? Dr. Johannix? <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Uh, no, I'm afraid I only brought my prototype. Well, that's a damn shame. squints at you. I was looking forward to seeing that. I ain't ever heard anything like that, Doctor. Well, if you had simply let me fire upon the dummy, we would have seen. Hmm. Do you think that young lady is drunk? She has been drinking a little, but she will keep her head from now on. Rachel's drinking more whiskey as you say this. I don't, I don't believe you look at her. She can hold her liquor. Yes, she's. I, sh- I should go say hello, no? I will go say hello. Use it here. You enjoy your, your um, whatever that is. You enjoy it. And he gets up and he comes sauntering over. Hello, hello, young lady. What is your name? She kind of looks up. But I am Ilya, whatever I said of it. <laughs> this just keeps changing. Bless you, Something. you'll say. <laughs> Something or other of it, that's what it was. Da, da. I am the inventor from Russia. No, where are you from? Oregon. Oregon. Actually, wait, he probably says it really badly. Uh, Oregon. 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 Da, I have heard of this place. It's territory, no? Yeah, I think it is still territory. By 1865, it was a full-fledged state. Oh, was it? Da, but uh, yet. Is <laughs> is state, but uh, something or other of which either doesn't know or is an ass. You haven't been able to decide yet. I like him. <laughs> he probably doesn't know. Where are you from? I am from Russia, da. Oh, you're a long way from home. Yes, and can never go home, but it's okay. That sounds like a tragic backstory, Mr. Something or Other. I can't say his name. He immediately like, pulls out a chair and sits down next to him. It is, isn't it? Da. Oh, no. <laughs> In fact, I am an inventor. I make typewriters. Da. Uh, I make automated typewriters. 
So you can dictate into the typewriter and it does all the work for you. It will revolutionize the uh, journalism industry. Back in, in Russia. Um, I feel like Rachel's like, keep trying to like interject into the conversation and he just keeps like yeah, oh, yeah. talking He's right on over going her. right through. You've, you've, you've... She's like, wait, uh, uh, oh, uh, mm. mm-hmm. And yeah, he goes the whole, his whole backstory. She's drinking a lot of whiskey to get through this conversation. So, uh, what brings you to uh, Salt Lake City for all the way from Oregon? My friend here is here on business. Da? Who is your friend? Is Daisy still there? Is Daisy still there? Yeah, or have you moved on to the salon? Yeah. Uh, no, I probably did go back to the salon. Like, to the... Oh, shit. So, She'll yeah, look around and see Yeah, Daisy's it's pretty gone. much just you and... Uh, Ilya, something or other of it, and Haru, like, sitting at the other end of the table looking strained. She's gonna, like, stagger to her feet and be like, Oh, I, I've i lost track of my friend, in fact. I need to find her. Well, no, that's it. See it. It's, no, it's I, It's very important that I find her. She's drunkenly insisting. She's gonna go look for Daisy. I, I will help you. Da. Yeah, I need to find my friend. Da, we go find friend. She's gonna go look for Daisy. Okay, he follows you. What is his friend's name? Daisy Gilmore. Daisy Gilmore, where are you? <laughs> don't shout out. No? no. How are you going to find friend if you don't call out names? I'm just gonna look for her, like a normal person. <laughs> Do I see, like, we're in the dining room? Uh, yeah, you make your way back to, like, the, the salon, and, okay. yeah, you see everyone else is there. Is Daisy Harvest there? Makes his way back there, yeah. kind of laughing at Rachel's displeasure with this man. Daisy is not there. Fuck. Oh, I'm not. Daisy is not there because as, as everyone's, like, moving to the salon, you know, uh, Osiris Cordova kind of looks over to him and is like, perhaps while they're searching for the mannequin, we can have that, uh, discussion? Sure. Right, this way, please. And he leads you to, like, an office not far from the the salon. It's like a door down or something like that. Yeah. I'm a little bit creeped out, but at the same time, like, you know, it's like, oh, this is a little, but at the same time, like, but he knows about Lemurians, so yeah. he's got to be okay. <laughs> uh, Ms. Gilmore, uh, do you mind if I smoke? Oh, go right ahead. No. All right. <laughs> at that point. He pulls out some chew. chew. You don't mind? Quirks an eyebrow. Like, I was not expecting that, but okay. Um, And he goes to, like, his his very nice desk and opens up and pulls out a very fine cigar and lights it up. So please tell me about your encounters with the Lemurians. Well, Daisy Gilmore, where are you? (laughs) Do I actually hear that? Yeah. Uh Who's that calling for me? That... Sound is drunk. Mr. Something or Otherovich. Then guess that is his name. He's quite drunk. I'm not quite sure how he caught your name, but I would not answer. He's got a reputation. <laughs> well, when I met the Lemurians, I, like I said, I met Freddy. He told me all about him and how they had this technology that was beyond ours. Yes. So, so I went to Shasta to go find them. And it was, did. yeah, it was you know a little bit later in summer than I thought, or, or fall. 
and you know it was cold and I was hungry up there almost yeah frostbitten but then then in my darkest hour when I just thought you know all hope was lost the Lemurians found me they, they rescued you they saved you they rescued me and they taught me their ways they taught me about some of their technology and how to how to use it we have to find ways that aren't near-death experiences to communicate with them. Well, I, yeah, I think they just took pity on me, took me in, and yeah, taught me some things, and then sent me back on my way. That's quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. But nothing like what Freddy had. I mean, yeah, that that Pylos was talking through him. Yes. If you ever talked to Freddy and then read his works. I have. <laughs> you know that ain't Freddy Ryan. He's simple. His parents will tell you that. Well, it's actually true. His parents like were like, no, our son is too stupid to have written this stuff himself. <laughs> well, to be entirely honest, Ms. Gilmore, I'm glad you said it, not me. He's a remarkable young man, but... Yes, he's a little slow in the head. I mean, he's always said it, but it's... Well, he writes, it wasn't him. I, I did have the privilege of seeing Thylos channel through him. Yeah? It was remarkable. Amazing. Yeah, I, I saw it too. He was... In a trance. And I... I it was so remarkable. I took it upon myself to find, to build a machine to, to communicate with the Lemurians. Really? And I, I think, I think I've almost got it working. This is excellent. I am simply missing a component. See, I've discovered, as, as you, you full well know, the Lemurians, they don't live on the same level of, of time and space as we do. They, no. they can transition through to our world, but we cannot to them. Not right now. But what if there was a device that could tunnel through the barrier of time and space to reach them so that we could open up a two-way communication? Wow, this sounds like some space-time hellbore kind of thing. Hellbore exists, right? Uh, Hellstrom, yeah, Hellbore. I don't know if the Hellbore was public knowledge, though. Oh. Um, but you're catching a little of my drift there. Yeah. Um, so I understand, uh, Hellstrom was working on something similar. He did not, of course, have Lemurians in mind. Um, I doubt such an enlightened people would ever contact such a cruel and single-minded man. Uh, at any rate, he was looking into ways to pierce the veil between this world and the next, and uh, from what I understand, he abandoned the project a few years ago as unprofitable. Hmm. He cares nothing for the betterment of mankind, simply to line his pockets. Well, meeting, getting to the Lemurians would definitely be for the betterment of mankind. Indeed. He, um, I don't quite understand the formula yet, but I 
had the good fortune to come upon a journal from one of his other uh, scientists that he had working for him describing the project. It was very secret. This is how I know about it. But apparently they, uh, they were able to distill some sort of liquid that penetrated the barrier between this world and the world of the, the spirit, the Lemurians. Hmm. As I understand, when the project was abandoned, the laboratories dedicated to that research were abandoned as well, but perhaps some of that, that fabulous liquid remains. Where is these laboratories? They were scattered across Deseret, but I've managed to locate one of them. Uh, not far outside the town of Fortune. I unfortunately cannot spare the time away from my my work and my factory to go for it, but you understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. It's, it's outside of my area of study, mostly. I mean, ripping through time and space. It's... But... If we can, yeah, find the Lemurians. Yeah, I just, just not what they can teach us. Just the technology they have, but it, it, it requires oversight, and I, I believe, I firmly believe that it, the oversight is not one that mankind can can provide. We cannot police ourselves. Look at us. Look what we do with this technology. Look at the the display that was attempted. War. We yeah. turn our every thought towards killing. Like, like I told you earlier, the Lemurians, yeah, I, I use their technology to hurt people. And that is not their way. They want it for the betterment of our of mankind. We can get that. We can reach out to them. This machine will let us reach out. We can communicate. We can perhaps find, oh, through their guidance, find a way to bring an end to all war. Is that, isn't that, is that something you would help me with? Well, it sounds worth working on. Like I said, it, it's, it's outside of my, my studies normally, but... Would you be willing to go to this, this lab outside of Fortune and search for this? Hmm. Search for this liquid, huh? Is it like some kind of acid? Is there like, how dangerous is it? The journal didn't say. I, I honestly have no idea. It, 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 it must have some special and likely volatile properties to interact between worlds. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> what kind of acid tears holes through time and space, huh? Yes. Hopefully, uh, what we accomplish will not be quite so brute force. I would, I wish to establish uh, a communication with the Lemurians, not invade. Well, gotta get a hold somehow. Perhaps but we'll do it with surgical precision, not violence. Okay, this sounds like a good plan. I'm grateful. Come, we must we must get back to the party before rumors start. All right, I might go ahead. Well, I don't know. I have to go. Daisy Gilmore, where are you? <laughs> Rachel would be frantic at this point. She would have gone Haru. She would have been like, Daisy's missing. She's in trouble. 
and Mr. Something or Other Ravitch has not left your side once. Where's um, Wynon in all this? I think he's trying to find a new outfit, and it's not working out for him very well. He's probably, like, roaming around the manor trying to, like, keep hidden from these weird masked servants. Give me a stealth roll. Are you trying to get out of the manor, or what's your goal here? Only this uh, another dramatic task. Yeah, I think his main goal is to find a new outfit at this point, a new disguise. A new disguise, okay. Whoop. That's a simple... All right. I think you run into Mr. Johanna, Johannesburg. That's his name. Nope. Oh. M- Mr. Johannesburg. No, Dr. Johannesburg. So he, he's the uh, Arvin Best guy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's like searching, you know, here, yeah, mannequin, 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 mannequin. Where are you, mannequin, 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 mannequin? I think as he walks past, Wynon is actually going to put an arm out and cup a hand over his face and pull him in. <laughs> Here I am. His eyes go wide. So here's how this is going to work. You're not going to say a word. And if you try to scream, you won't like the results. You're going to give me your outfit. I'll gag you and we'll both walk away from this. How does that sound? Give me an intimidation roll. If only I had that. I really should. But I just don't. I'm surprised you don't. I, I was very skill hungry on this character. Spinning that blue Benny. Uh, add a d6? Yep. There you go. That's where. No, simple. No. Simple. He, uh, he nods very slowly. That's two successes. Oh, I should have. Alright, last one. You need to get two. You need to get a raise on this one. It's not a club, so um, you've got his cooperation now. Um, there's a bathroom nearby. Okay. Um, and it's it's like a it's really pretty small. It's like meant for one person. Uh, but he's gonna bang that. He's gonna you know kick that open, keep an eye out, and pull this this uh, scientist inside. Um, and basically try to gag him with whatever's available, like hand towels or anything like that. Okay. Um, and get him somehow tied up in there, uh, using a... <laughs> he'll, he'll, like, take off his suit and use the suit to tie him up if okay. he has to. That All kind right. of thing. Sure. Um, what sort of role do you need? Uh, are you, like, stealing his clothes from him? Yeah. I'm gonna dress in his clothes and become the doctor. Let's go with another persuasion, or, um, performance role. <sighs> She didn't say that. I didn't know performance was related to disguise, otherwise I totally would have taken it. Okay. Because um, persuasion is what listed in Deadlands. I didn't realize that was the rule change. I, I'll take it when I hit my next legendary thing, I guess. I'll let you do persuasion for now. Um, but, yeah. Um, and you said I needed a raise to yeah, do it? Yeah, I needed a raise to do it. That's going to be tricky. Um, well, we can try for it. Right. I'm probably not going to get it. Nope, didn't get. It. All right. Um. So you're you you put on his suit. You're trying to get in character. You you untie him and you open the door to the bathroom to leave. Just at the same time that one of these servants is walking by and it stops, turns to look at you, 
and you can clearly see uh, Doctor Johannesburg right behind you. All right, then uh, round two. I'm going to try to grab the servant and tackle it into the restroom with me. Okay. Make a fight and roll. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's a simple. Four. That does not hit. So you got to grab him, and it's like... It's like trying to pull at a statue. You wink at it, and it doesn't budge. Cool. And then uh, you go on a ten of hearts. It's going to go on a six of spades. Um, so I think at this point, things have gone south. Mm-hmm. Why not is going to focus on fleeing and rejoining the rest of the crowd in the hopes that it will cause enough of a scene that he can somehow escape the situation. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try to just run away from this thing. All right, give me an agility roll. All right. That is a failure. All right. So you go to like dodge past it, and it kind of like puts uh, a solid hand against your shoulder and shoves you back towards the bathroom. Uh-oh. And then it steps forward, and it's going to swing at you. Okay. Um, I just remembered something. I have a plus two, so my hit before would have actually been a six. I don't know if that matters. And that wouldn't have okay. hit. Unless uh, that would have hit, actually. I'll take that back. That would have hit, so if you want to roll your uh, your damage. Okay. I, I mean, we, that's fine. We'll just go with this. No, no, go I'm, ahead and roll your damage. Um, okay. So that is 17. Okay. So, um, what do you do? Okay. Um, so we're just ignoring everything that happened after that where I yeah. failed. And, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, what he does is he grasps at this thing and realizes it's rooted to the ground. Like, it's too heavy for him to actually pull back. Uh, so instead... He's going to rip the mask up and try to gouge out its eyes. <laughs> okay. So you you go to rip its mask up and it doesn't come loose. And what ends up happening is you kind of like... <laughs> tilt its head all the way up. Okay. And uh, does that like expose wires or something like that? Nope. It just stops it's just, moving. It's, it's, it stops moving. Its neck is at this, this not okay angle. Uh, he kind of stands there, like, frozen for a moment in shock. Not really sure what to do with this thing that he's got a hold of that isn't, doesn't, he doesn't know what it is. And then, a second later, it just kind of, like, collapses into the floor. Like in a pile of dust. He'll, uh, take his, the doctor's shoes, and he'll kick the dust into the restroom. Okay. <laughs> and close the door, and kind of start awkwardly going back to the party. Okay. Alright, you you make it back to the party without being accosted by anything further. Rachel, uh, you're, you're looking frantically for Daisy. And uh, after like a couple of minutes, you see her come walking into the uh, the salon uh, with Osiris Cordova. She's going like right to Daisy's side. Okay. And she'll just say, Daisy! Oh, hey, Rachel! We've been looking for you. 
Ah, oh. yes, we have. <laughs> I was talking to Mr. Cordoba. Yes. How y'all been? Worried. Da. And who are you? Oh, I am Dr. Ilya something or other of it. Oh, well, nice to meet you, Mr. Something or Otherovich. It's a pleasure. Da. Well, all right, you found me. <laughs> are you all right? Yeah, we were just talking. He was fine. Like, he did nothing creepy. Can I make a notice roll to see if there's, like, anything weird about Daisy? There doesn't seem to be. Or anything weird about this guy. Which guy, Cordova or something other of it? Uh, Cordova. Um, something certainly very weird about something or other of it. Yeah, that's a given. <laughs> Go ahead. He's not the scariest typewriter in the world. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a notice roll. He seems very earnest, very friendly. You know, his his smile is genuine. But there's no warmth in his eyes. Yep. It's as I suspected. She's not going to say anything in front of him. She's just going to say, Ah, I was just uh, worried about you, that's all. I... I didn't know where you were. Oh, just talking business. I'll, I'll tell you about it all later. Let's enjoy the party. Yes, have we found the dummy yet? And at that moment, Dr. Johannesburg walks in. Yeah, Rachel turned to him. Say, do- doctor, have you found the dummy? No, we're still looking. Can I recognize that this is not the same person? Sure, give me a nose roll, but it's going to be at a negative two. Do we all get this chance to be like, sure? Ooh. Rachel doesn't notice. I'm thinking maybe because she was drinking and then he was like at the other end of the table, so she didn't actually get up close. Daisy, I got 13. You recognize (laughs) wine on Beardsley. I really wanted to see your demonstration. Uh, there will be another time for that, I'm sure. I, I'm uh, I'll, I'll tap Rachel. That's why not. What? what? I'm, oh, try- I'm talking get, get to the dog. That's why not. I don't, uh, I'm just whispering. Miss Gilmore, really? I don't, I don't know. Did you, did you hear me say it? I was whispering. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, now, that's no way to treat a... a Would you please maintain my cover? Oh, I mean... Do I recognize now that it's Wynon? Haru has no clue. No. Uh, I'll say a lot of like, Oh, the good doctor... uh, Goddamn... uh, Johannesburg! He's come back. Yes. Wink, wink. (laughs) Why don't you and and I have some punch, ladies? You got emotions over the corner. (laughs) 
I was just wanting to have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You will have a good conversation. Something or other of it. It's really hard to say. I am Russian. I'm not keeping your bed warm tonight. Net. I am gentleman. Oh, my apologies, Not then. lich. I, not a lich. Lich. Oh, lich. I am not pervert. I am simply doctor seeking intellectual companionship. Is that so hard to believe? Yes. Why did you offend him? He's been nothing but kind and generous and forthcoming and lots of information. He's been creepily following me around all night long. He wanted to help you find our friend. Nah. But he's, he's, you found friend, and clearly you have no need for Doctor something or other of it. So I will leave. Good day. Good night, rather. Hops off. Good. Wow. I mean, he was creeping, for sure. So. He was very bluntly letting him know that his creepiness was not appreciated. It's probably best he went. He seemed a little too drunk. Mr. Matsuhara. I do not remember giving you, Mr. Uh, was it Dr. Johannesburg? It's uh, Beardsley, actually. Haru immediately <laughs> just gets like really, really tense. Of course it is. Listen. Can we, can we connect a dot? Keep it quiet, though. I, 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 no. I don't have time to lord this over you. (laughs) There's something you all need to know. Yeah? And you're a creepy spy person thing that's following us? Let's talk about it over punch. Fine. I will drink the punch before the rest of you just in case. There's actually no punch. It's like a Punch and Judy show that's going on. There's like a little balcony over it. So you yeah, can talk he, over punch. He's being sarcastic. There is no punch. It's just he's pointing to the corner. Oh, okay. Because that's not suspicious looking at all. We're mingling with okay. a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, every, throughout this conversation, every now and then, Rachel and, and I, with, I wanted to see the demonstration, doctor. Yeah, why didn't we'll uh, say very loudly, uh, You'll get your demonstration later. Uh, I've got to recollect my armor suit. So, here's the story. It seems we have an infestation of some sort of demonic entities made of ash that wear masks. Does that ring a bell for you? Does it ring a bell to uh, those of us who have studied the occult a little bit here? Have you been drinking, see, have sir? I, have I heard anything? No, wait, hold on. Oh, man. No. I got a, I got a three total. 
How how much have you been drinking tonight? I haven't been drinking. I killed one of them. What? And it turned to dust at my touch. When was this? A few minutes ago. I really must be going. I think they'll find the true professor soon. This Did is you a... kill him too? No, I merely borrowed his outfit. Terrible taste. Whew. What do you... You killed one of his servants and they turned into ash. Yes. That's nothing I can do. So I must assume that it was meant to be ash and I merely brought it back to its baser components. Maybe it's... Some sort of uh, science servant. This is more your realm of expertise, and I, I know nothing of. I don't know how to make anything like that myself. Um, Daisy, you, you got what on your occult roll? I got a seven. Alright, you're not sure if this really fits or matches, but you've definitely heard of. Um, Myths and, and legends um, that involve the binding of spirits into a physical form um, to, to serve for X amount of time. It usually isn't something that would be the, the realm of science. It's definitely fully the realm of the occult and the magic and dark arts and stuff like that. Uh, usually it requires... Um, quite the accomplished magician to to manage the binding for a spirit. Alright, well then my answer for Haru is <laughs> well, this isn't science. Science can't do this. Now this is based just on what he's told you. Yeah. There's something else. There's more? Yes. They're heavier than men should be. Of course, I know they aren't men now. And the last thing is that... Well... I don't know how to put it, but... There's something about this place. I don't trust it. I don't trust anything, but... Something is wrong here. Wronger even than these creatures, whatever they are. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with you. Well, Mr. Cordoba asked me to, uh... Well, wants to look for some kind of liquid that could... cut through space and time. That doesn't send up any flags along with what Wynons here is saying, huh? I think we should leave well enough alone. I think we should leave. I think they have your father, Daisy. Have we found any evidence that states as such? No. They've got his machines. They said they bought the patents from... Smith and Robards. Now, as far as I know, my daddy never sold Smith and Robards no patents. I'd be, I'd be living a little bit better if that were true. Just, my gut's telling me I've got a bad feeling. They're turning their sights on you now. I talked with 
his daughter at dinner, and she said this interest in the Lumerians was a recent thing. You know, you're building yourself quite the reputation, and I don't think it's beyond reach that he's playing, trying to play you. Well, he seems to know about the Lemurians. And he seems to at least have met Freddy. I think they're hiding more than they're letting on. Well... Your father could be maybe in this house or the factory. But where? That's the thing. And do you want to go searching door to door with whatever these things that Wynon apparently has encountered? I have something on the way that may help with this. Won't be here for a couple of days, but I believe it is would behoove us to retreat at this juncture. He would look suspicious if we were to suddenly leave. We need to. We need to stay at the party through its course and then just go home tonight. Normal. You need to get out of here, Wynon. That I do. So I will leave you here. It occurs to me I never gave you my car. Well, what's the point of these things? The point is this. If you are compromised, do me a favor and say the word pineapple on the telegraph. Ah, so say telegraph don't number on there? That's all. I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> a business card would have, you know, mostly a phone number and... But I might have like a a location where we could reach you at. Yeah. Yeah, I think it basically has an address that it's like out of state that you can send yeah. mail to, and it also has a telegraph number. Oh. Are you, where are you staying in the city, Mister Beardsley? You know, I have friends in the area, fellow hobbyists, if you will. So if we have need of your Skill set. Just go to the nearest telegram office and send pineapple? You can, or perhaps if uh, you need me more urgently, you might uh, go see the tailors. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> Haru gives you a cold stare. What? He he seems to be searching for words. I'm one of their best customers. It's probably true. Get out of here. Make yourself scarce. As you wish. Smoke bomb! Whoosh! <laughs> 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 well, that would be the perfect distraction. Right? The whole building explodes. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Dr. Something or Otherovich is off pouting in another corner. <laughs> the whole edge, I was just trying to have conversation, be right. friendly. Writing an insult manifesto. Um, yeah, I think you're able to slip out of there. Cool. It's close. Like, you have to evade some of these things. They definitely seem to be patrolling now, much more alert. 
so it's quite challenging, but you get out of there. For the rest of you, the party goes on without a hitch. Does anyone uh, discover the actual doctor? No. Or if they do, they don't say anything about it. Does he, he doesn't return to the he party? He never returns to the party, no. Wayne unkilled him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Could be. That's a little nerve-wracking. Um, but yeah, eventually the party winds down. Uh, Osiris Cordova bids all of his guests farewell. He takes your hand, kind of bends his head over the back of your hand. He doesn't like actually kiss the back of your hand. He just like the polite thing. And says, you let me know if you head to Fortune? Yeah, let me. I'll need to talk to my friends about it first. But Of course, of course. Excellent. I look forward to working together. And, uh, yeah, a carriage takes you all back to the embassy. On the carriage ride, Haru's like, I do not like that Wainan. I do not trust him. And even, he has given me even more reason to make him me suspicious of all of his actions. What do you mean? He's following us. He's at this party. What is his game? What is his goal? He does seem to show up everywhere where we do now. It's almost like he's part of the party. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, but I don't know. I don't trust him, but I'd rather keep him close than have him work behind our backs. What is that? That would uh, uh, turn of phrase uh, keep enemies closer. Yeah, I can live with that. I wonder what he was doing at the party tonight, though. What brought him there? If my suspicions are true, he is just gathering information for somebody higher up than him. Learning all they can so that they can use it for whatever ends. Does your government employ spies? Which I one doesn't? Spec so. Think Guinan is one of them? enough about him, and it's frustrating. He is weird and asks a lot of questions, but he could be our carriage driver. <laughs> you, you, you take a look and you realize your carriage driver is actually Dr. Something or Other, Ovich. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you return back to the embassy, um, and... Off in the distance, you hear the roll of thunder, and that's where we'll end. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and Battle Bards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.